Welcome to this edition of When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine, a discussion of sustainable living and what that means to you and me. I'm Jay Warmke. I'm Annie Warmke. Yeah, you, you, every day you're Annie Warmke. And today we're going to talk about the difference between kindness versus niceness. Or, and I was just informing you of the song, You Gotta Be Cruel to Be Kind. And I don't even remember who sang that, but... Uh, Catchy little ditty. Goodness. It, it, uh, you know, well, this may get into it, may be relevant to what you're talking about. And uh, so I, I know that you've been listening to podcasts and watching your new boyfriend, David Brooks, um, <laughs> who's uh, talking about having an affair kindness wow. uh, versus. I, <laughs> I got a concussion. Does, yeah. that, does that count? You, you didn't remember it then. <laughs> no, I didn't. And uh, so anyway, so so this was a topic that you wanted to bring up because we've been in some interactions locally. We're saying, OK, there are some very nice people who are behaving very unkindly. Um, oh, that's and, putting it so nice. And I think that's that, being nice versus kind. <laughs> I know. And so so you you brought this topic up and I want to find out what's your definition. Uh, how are we defining it? Because I think most people think these are synonyms, you know, that. Kindness, that they're niceness. That, yeah, no, they're, they're not. And, they and really they are very different. I have my own perspective on it, but it's probably wrong. But you'll be very kind in telling me that. Yes, right? I will. <laughs> so, I mean, the, when you look it up, it, everywhere you look, it says, well, there are subtle differences between niceness and kindness. And so I just want to say there's one thing, in my opinion, that makes okay. it clear that there, it's not subtle. And that niceness is often superficial BS. Well, it could, yeah, I and think kindness both of them. Is not. Is no, never. Kindness, kindness can be condescending in that, oh, let me help you, let me pay for your dinner, let me whatever. But um, niceness is, you know, and I see it over and over. This culture is full of it. Let me give you an example. Okay, let me think, because what you just said there prompted is, is niceness the behavior and kindness is the intent is that kind of where we're going probably true okay. i believe that's probably true well that was very insightful okay on my we've part. done the whole show yeah <laughs> oh what's go. happening jay i'm worried I'm, let's see you got a fever but, no but the <laughs> other thing i think about with the two is is niceness is sort of short-term based and kindness takes a longer view okay there's the superficial piece of it so let's so i just want to say one other thing that one of the things that frustrates me about people being nice is that they can then pretend that they've done something good in life. And so an example would be as our culture, I'm speaking culturally, that you meet somebody like on vacation or on a on a, like in the store or something, or maybe you go to a meeting and you meet someone and, and they're very upfront talking, you're talking about, you know, uh, solar energy. And it seems like, wow, we're really like practically brothers. Which people do when they're on vacation, right? No, no, no. That was just one <laughs> example. But let's say you're in a meeting and, and the person is like so in tune to what you're saying and wow, and let's get together. We should get together and have coffee. And, you know, we have so much in common and you never hear from them again. But that's just called being an American, you know. Okay, I just said cultural. It's cultural. Well, we ran into that a lot when we lived in France because the French people are kind of the opposite of that, where they're 
initially very off off standing and they and they kind of go listen you've got to convince me mm-hmm. that you're in this for the long term that you're really a person i want to know not and and they get very confused by americans who come in and say oh this is great you know next well, time you're in america know. they just know that we're not going to uh, be there for the long haul yeah however once they've committed and yeah. you've committed, then they're your friend. Life. Yeah. It's, it's your friend for life. For life. And they're going to be there no matter what. And mm-hmm. that's been proven over and well, over. Well, the analogy we've always heard is Americans are a mile wide and an inch deep. You know, I mean, that's kind of <laughs> in, in many respects. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. All right. So let's talk about the differences between being nice and kindness. All right. So uh, in being nice, it, first of all, is a very surface level behavior. And we we're just talking about that. So it's like an outward expression of politeness and courtesy and friendliness um, and just saying pleasant things. You know, I think about when people say, oh, honey, and, you know, <laughs> things like that, which drives me friggin' crazy. It's, it's, it's waitress nice, right? <laughs> yeah. Or how's your meal? Are we having, what are we having to eat today? Well, we had a good friend who was a salesperson and a really good salesperson. And she used to tell you, like, I can out nice anybody. You know, yes. she used it. She used it almost like a, it's a it's a tool. It's a way of manipulating people. It's a. I mean, she was sincere oh, for she the wasn't most manipulating part. Manipulating but, but it's like mm-hmm. I am going to prove to the to myself and to that person, no matter how annoying they are, uh-huh. I am going to out nice those people. Yeah. So. Well, and I will say she is a rare, a rare uh, gem in life mm-hmm. in that she truly was kind. And, she, and nice. Yes. And she <laughs> could overlook anything. And it drove me crazy. I would be like, don't talk to me about it because that person's evil. Oh, I know. But honey, we can out nice them. And I will say that that out nicing idea has helped me a lot in life sometimes when people have just been so crappy. You're getting further and further Am away I? from me. <laughs> so crappy <laughs> that, uh, that I just was like, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him with right. kindness. Oh, okay. <laughs> with kindness because it's going to drive them nuts. Right. So, so anyway, so let's keep going. So social convention, that's what we're talking about is that society, especially for women, culturally females are supposed to always be nice, always be pleasant. They're only allowed to backbite each other. Yeah. Or, or when no one's listening. <laughs> oh no, we want people to hear us. So, or, or with our poor children. So uh-huh. also it's superficial. Right. It's almost always very superficial. So here you're just talking about the definition of niceness. And, nice. and nice. so it seems like it's, there's a kindness to it, but it has, it's just shallow. Okay. And then what, what's the motive? But niceness can be nice. I mean, you're, you're painting well, it, it like be, it's something you, bad. Yeah, you can't give a hundred thousand percent of yourself all the time right. to it's, everybody. It's part of it is the social lubricant that just, it's when you say, how are you doing this morning? But you don't listen to the answer. It's or just kind of. you don't mean of, it. You don't it's mean like, it. That it's would like be a pleasantress. Kindness, yeah. kindness would be. Sorry, I'm talking over you, but kindness would be, I really do want to hear yeah. what you have to say. And then you ask me a question like, well, how are you doing? And yeah. I say, well, I'm thinking it's... I'd like to have some world peace today. <laughs> and suddenly there's a whole conversation that happens sure. in that. Well, we see that, of course, if we go out to eat and and the waitress will come up to you and me and say, uh, can I get you anything else? And you always go, 
I would like to have world peace. And it's funny because their whole demeanor changes. It's like, oh, well, now we're into something different, you know, and now we're into a real conversation. Well, and I'll say, well, what do you think that would look like? They'll say, oh, I'd like to have that too. Yeah. They always say that. And they say, well, what do you think that would look like? And for an instant, they, they, they think, and then they're like, they don't know. And then I always say, you would get paid a fair wage. And <laughs> they get this huge smile and they go, I'm for that. Yeah. And yeah. so again, that and then was... you better give them a good tip after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. the, they'll come back and talk to us. Oh yeah. yeah. They'll, um, I know when I, cause been... now we're real people. We're not a customer. Yeah, and we care about them. Clearly we've demonstrated, we want to know what you think. And I do. Mm-hmm. And I've learned a lot from that conversation All often. Right. So anyway, so, uh, so the motive, what is the motive? Well, often it's the sales pitch. You know, it's a sales pitch. I'm being nice because I have something to sell to you or something I want from you and or you're in the way and I just prefer you weren't. Um, And I mean, I've I've been in a situation recently where there was just this repeated public display of abuse and people got up and they had their phones and they would hold the phone up because they'd written out what they were going to say, all the examples of why what was going on wasn't going on. And I'm sitting there going, wait, wait, stop being nice. It's cruel. It's immoral. What you're doing is immoral. And it didn't matter. Anyway, so kindness. Let's talk about kindness. So so you're, well, you were pointing out that niceness can, in fact, mask real damage, real harm. Well, it's it's shallow. It can. It's just shallow. But I would also like to point out that it can also be it's better than abusive behavior, you know. I mean, well, in, it's, in many it, in many cases, it's the social pretend- graces that just keep yeah. things, keep people tipping their hats, let them open the door for somebody else. There's nothing deep or meaningful about it. It's just a way that society tries to lubricate the interactions between people. I just want to point out, all right, that a lot of people pretend to be nice when they're just waiting for the opportunity to eat you alive. So it is a, it is a tool. It's also a great tool when you meet someone to shake their hand and ask how they are, or, uh, you know, ask about their family or whatever. This is all, um, appropriate cultural behavior that would come under nice. So I'm just demonstrating it can be ugly and cruel, but it looks good. Or it can be sincere, gotcha. but superficial. Okay, nope. All right, we're on to kindness. Mm. So kindness is is really about a deeper emotional connection. It's beyond the the societal n- niceties that we that I just described. You know, mm-hmm. and a lot. And so we live in a culture. You you were saying, you know, why have why have we moved from. Uh, you know, being a community and depending on each other to this sort of individual, we got to kind of hunker down just by ourselves. And a lot of that is because we we don't learn how to engage. We don't, we used to learn civil engagement in school, like sure. volunteering and community uh, organizing and helping others. And certainly through churches, through faith groups. But we don't learn that now. So we fall on the nicety and a lot of times don't even know that. You were saying you met up with some uh, high school, college friends and um, (laughs) and 
And it was like, wait a minute. Well, the social interaction is something now, the thing that came to mind when you were mentioning that to me is you started up a group in the middle school called LEGS, the League of Extraordinary Girl Scientists, yes. right? Yes. And these were girls who were struggling and you were talking about scientific ideas and, I, and, and things of that nature to motivate them. But the thing that seemed to have the most impact on their lives and on their grades and everything else was just teaching them how to look somebody into the eye, how to introduce yourself, how to shake hands, how to eat at a restaurant manners. in um, certain manners. Mm -hmm. The things that you would think people learn um, just as a matter of existence, but they don't. I mean, they're not having that demonstrated to them in their home, and they're not having it demonstrated to them in school, uh, and they're not participating in any kind of social enterprise where we see this here in our region, and I don't think it's limited to our region, of, of you walk into a group of people you don't know, and everybody's just staring at themselves. <laughs> they're looking at their phones. They're talking to the one person in the group they well, know. Or they huddle in the, yeah. on the corner. And they, they all look at you. you a little bit side, you know, going, you're not from around here, you know, yeah, and you're going, and, you, and, and it's always so shocking. I mean, it was shocking to me to learn it from you mostly. <laughs> To, to walk into to the room and just say, hi, my name's Jay. How you doing? I'm from here. I'm new, you know, and oh, who's this over here? And and all of a sudden, everybody's thinking you're some sort of alien being, but but they're attracted to it as well. There's a certain, uh, Well, it's you know, a power. It's, a, it's yeah. a superpower. It's our superpower. It is a superpower because if you think about it, what you've done. So here you are and you're all nervous and feeling awkward and not in control. And so you're huddling in the corner and somebody comes over and says, hi, I'm Jay Warmke and shakes your hand. And suddenly that person has shown you how to have power mm -hmm. because you took the power in the room and you used it for yourself. So, but okay. we got to Let me, yes, I'm going to remind everybody, you are listening to When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine with Jay and Annie Warmke, reminding you it is indeed the end of the world as we know it. And thank God. Thank God. Yeah, well, you were talking about, uh, I guess we're talking about the difference between being nice, being kind in concept. And I know this is a, this is a show about sustainability. And of course, to be sustainable... Uh, as a community, as a culture, uh, in in and of your own self, you've got to somehow be personally sustainable, you know. Well, and, caring for yourself, yeah. and then you've got to connect with other people. And those, yeah. and the more we go into, so I'm our trying culture, to find a link to why we're talking no, about this. No, because it's the root <laughs> so, of everything. Sure. It's the infrastructure that builds how to be resilient and how to be able to live more sustainably. And without that. You are not going to have the success. Well, it just I don't know when we were talking about some of this, like the superpower of walking in and introducing yourself. It reminds me of one of our interns, uh, Nicholas, won't say his last name, who is who is like <laughs> feeling uh, very much an engineer, super nice guy, but um, but very much self-contained, not not mm -hmm. outgoing, um, not was, I would. Fair to say socially awkward. Yeah, well, he's um, but, just using one side of but, his brain but, for but sure. But that was before he got to know Annie, right? <laughs> well, well, and what we talked about is going off to college, and and I gave him this advice, and I think hopefully he took it to a certain extent. But, oh, he definitely did. But you just basically said, listen, everybody else in that situation is feeling exactly the same way that you are. You're thinking I'm 
I'm feeling awkward. I don't know anybody. These people all have some secret that I'm not aware of or whatever. I said, go into every single one of your classes every week, you know, and just walk up to somebody you don't know and just say, hi, my name's Nicholas. Uh, what's your name? You know, and and just say, you know, what what brings you into this class? What are you finding interesting? Just and be sincere about it. And I said, by the end of your first year in college, you're going to be like class president. If you just did that every single day, all of a sudden, everybody's going to go, oh, that's Nicholas. Bit weird, but super nice, you know, well, <laughs> I mean, or whatever. So, so I gave him some good advice, too, because he'd never had a girlfriend. Oh, uh -oh. And so he got an injury from a dog bite, not our dog, but down the road. And he decided that, and it was on his buttocks. And so he showed the scar to every woman. No, he no, met. no, no, no. Wait, wait, there's a better story. So, so anyway, so he came back and he was in shock and he's like, I'm, he's sure I'm going to take care of him, which I did. And he pulls his little running pants up and there's that cute little Heine. And I was like, I couldn't help it. I was so scared. And that he was going, you know, not going to be okay. And I was trying to figure out what to do. And I said, I haven't seen a Heine that tiny since I changed the diaper. But I did say to him later when he was okay, you know, you've got a story now. You know, Jay told you that you need to go and introduce yourself. But now you can say when you meet a girl, want to see my, my war room, my scar. <laughs> And you know what? No wonder cute? he's popular. He graduated from college and he came back for Goatstock. Uh -huh. And he had a really adorable girlfriend and they were starting a business. And it's together. all because the dog and, bit him on the butt. But I did say, not in front of her, but I did say, did you show her your war wound? And he said, I'm not telling. Many times, right? <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's go back to kindness because we have a lot of stories that we could tell. But kindness comes from empathy. And, you know, that's how we can, that's the proof that kindness is sadly lacking in this culture because we have not learn to be empathetic. And mm -hmm. we have had an administrate, a political administration to this day now over the last decade that has been completely, completely um, unkind. Unkind. I would say that in no fact, empathy. in fact, a lot of what we see from politics today um, is is kind of the opposite. It's it's giving permission to be unkind. Well, that's exactly you know. right. But the other thing I would say is that if we move away from that and look at corporate America, corporate America operates on a basis of no empathy, right. no empathy for the community. Well, it's, it's amoral. It, it has yeah. no sense of morality. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's immoral. It just means that it doesn't care. Um, it's all about profits. Well, that's immoral. Well, it's immoral in your mind, but yeah. they don't, morality doesn't factor into their decisions. No, no, it's just the moment. And you and I would argue that that is not, should not be the case. No, I think you make a lot more money by being empathetic right. and understanding people and caring and, about the community. And I think the superpower of capitalism is that it relies on the very worst aspects of human nature to be successful. It's well, like, I and, want it all for myself. Yes. And so also kindness is rooted in a generosity of spirit. And I think uh, when David Brooks uh, talks about this group he started called Weavers, the Weavers Project, and he's talking about people like myself who have this generosity of spirit to a fault. And so when it, it 
everything that we focus on or a lot of things that we focus on is people who have this generosity and this kindness in them. Uh, it's about going beyond normal social con- convention of saying, oh, you're in trouble. Let me help you. I'm going to show up. Uh, what do you need? Even if you don't tell me what you need, I'm going to show up. Uh, the guy that was that's on the why beach, I hide the checkbook. <laughs> that, that's not true. I'm very, uh-huh. I am frugal. Yeah, I'm yeah. a very frugal person right. financially. But but is a good example would be we were on the beach at Green Key. And we down, were walking. Down in Florida. Yes. And we were walking and it was very windy. And there was this man who, in those days, you could do this because nobody cared about that beach. And he had pulled his car down and he was under the hood doing something. And so I think because of the wind, we heard the, um, the explosion before we saw it. And I started to run towards him and he grabbed me and said, don't do it. This has happened a lot well, in our life together. Yeah, yeah. So, so your response was, there is an explosion. I need to run and help. And my first response is, wait a second, let's figure out what's happening before you start running towards things right. that are blowing up. Right. But I you could know. see what had happened and it was the battery. Uh, right. And it, so I told myself the worst thing that could happen is that I don't know what to do when I get there. Not that something was going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. And so. Well, but, and my thought is that could be the first of many. Yeah. Your thought is don't get involved. No, I'll call, <laughs> I'll call 911. <laughs> there are professionals so who like, can handle I'll this. run to where there's a payphone, which I don't know where that is. Anyway. Uh-huh. So, and not just, I'm not making you, I don't want you to just right. sound like you're heartless because you're not, but you are a person who. You're you're not somebody who who often wants to go beyond social. I, I should I think that's a good definition of the difference between you and me. If there, if we're in a room and there is some sort of emergency, your first reaction is to run towards the problem, and my first reaction is to find where the exit is. <laughs> because, very male. It's like it's no, not- it's just me. I'm just a coward. That's all. So. I'm I'm fine with that. And that's, that's, I think there's always people who need to know where the exit is in case of a fire. (laughs) Okay. I think that's uh true. So also uh, intrinsic motivation, you know, a desire to have a positive impact. And I, I like to talk about for my own life that when I was 29, I made a decision that my mission in life is to change how women and girls live on this earth, on this earth. And, and I've lived that every day. I mean, I never will miss an opportunity to address that in some way if it presents itself to me. And, um, and I think that's the difference often between the acts of kindness and people's just like, you know, looking the other way. They're not going to go that extra distance. So it's the attitude is, what's in it for me? Or why should I want to do that? I might get sued or somebody might hurt me. Okay, well, the reality is if we don't do these things, we don't have support from others. We have to be able to put ourselves out there. And then also kindness has a long-term impact where mm-hmm. niceness is just for the moment. Yeah. And so when we're being kind like somebody's spouse dies and you show up and you sit with that person or you bring food every day. I know when our friend, um, husband, well, he was my friend too, but when he was diagnosed with cancer and, and 
And I'm not saying this to lift myself up, but I was frantic to figure out what to do. They had all the things they needed with hospice and all that. And so I showed up every Monday with food. Mm-hmm. And we showed up at Christmas and drank a toast to and pretended okay, what well, he was Well, I saying. think it's fair to say you're a kind person. So Well, I am a kind person. And a I'm nice just- person. So. Well, I am a nice person, mostly with animals. <laughs> but but the other thing then is when we look at what kindness represents, and that is that we fo- we can and do put the focus on others a lot of the time. And sometimes that's to our detriment, or sometimes it doesn't feel very good when you've, you're the person who's always doing the deep dive into helping. Um, and I think it comes back to motivation and the idea that we should meet somebody halfway, unless it's an emergency. Well, one thing that I wanted to get into a little bit on this is because, and and maybe it's from some of the things that are being sparked that are happening around us at the moment, where there's a situation that, that somebody's being abusive and everybody says, you can't call that out because that's not nice. Well, they're in a position of power over others. Yeah. And, and that kind of thing. And you go, all right, um, but but the situation in my life that kind of separates nice from kind is I was thinking about years ago when I was running an organization and we had a lot of employees and we had one employee who uh, we began to suspect, I did, and, and also her immediate supervisor, that she had a problem with alcohol. You know, she had been a good employee. She was always performing well, that was falling off. You could smell alcohol or what seemed like alcohol around her. Um, and, and it just was more than, it was a fair suspicion that that was the problem. So I sat down with her and I said, listen, this is the situation as we view it. Um, we need you to go in for some counseling uh-huh. and we will pay for that and all of that. Now, somebody might say that's very, that's not very nice. You know, I was being very confrontive mm-hmm. and, and she said, I'm not going to do that. And I said, well, this is the situation. You will do this and we will pay for it or you will be fired. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I would say that's not nice again, but it's kind. Well, that's because, tough love. That's yeah. a whole nother story. But, but anyone, right thing. anyone who raises a child, I mean, they have to know the difference between being nice and being kind because it's not kind to a child to spoil the child. I don't think they have to know it. Should, well, they should. They, they would, should. Again, you have to learn a lot of things. Right. So so I would just say that there's often, often it's that song. You got to be cruel to be kind. Sometimes. Sometimes yeah. the kindest thing to do seems the most cruel at the moment. So I have one thing to say, and and this has to do with the sign we have at the entrance to our farm. And the sign says, it announces, this is a place of peace. And it says the things that are expected to live up to that. And I think all of this starts with expecting good things to happen and expecting a positive attitude about life. And it's not possible every moment of every day, but it's possible most of the time to think about what is the kindest thing I could do in a situation. And and sometimes it's just to smile and say, gosh, you are such a nice person when you do that, or I really love to hear you say those words. Um, But looking for something positive that's that's what kindness is really about. 
All right. Well, you have kindly been listening to When the Biomass <laughs> Hits so. the Wind Turbine <laughs> with Jay and Annie Warmke. We want to thank our always kind and always nice yes, Emmy Award is. winning producer, Adam Rich. For and sure. we want to thank you for spending just a little bit of time with us. And as your grandmother hopefully told you, the secret to a happy and successful life successful life is... She said, play nice with others. That's a good one. And clean up your own mess and eat your veggies. All right. Till next time. You can find more information on living sustainably in our unsustainable world at blurockstation.com. Yeah.